I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a bonus Loki theory. All right, chickens. Uh, episode two of Loki is um, uh, <laughs> still more exposition. <laughs> I feel like the like he just spends a lot of time at the Time Variance Authority, uh, which someone on Twitter had, I think it was Scott Ellis, had compared to the John Pertwee Doctor working with Unit. Uh, so here's this rogue, uh, you know, who's normally up to no good all over the universe. Uh, being shanghaied into, gee, that must be a problematic word, shanghaied. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's not name it after a city in China. <laughs> He's been dragged into working for this organisation, uh, kind of against his will. Um, I really do want to look into the origin of the term Shanghai now. I'll do that in the next one. Uh, anyway, he's, he's he's working for the Time Variance Authority, much in the same way the Doctor was kind of stranded on Earth and working for UNIT for... Uh, I mean, it seems like all of the, the Pertwee era, but, he, you know, the Time Lords kept sending him off into outer space. And then after only three years, he got the power of the TARDIS back. So... It was fine. I mean, it, like, it wouldn't happen now for three whole years. That would be an entire Doctor's tenure. <laughs> that, would, that would be, like, the, their entire regeneration. Um, as things move quickly. Uh, also, in three years, you'd be lucky to get 12 episodes. Uh, so, uh, Loki is... Still in our weird 60s, 70s style. It's it's almost got like kind of a Russian uh, look to it. You know, I don't know if you've watched Chernobyl, but that kind of uniformity that they had throughout the entire Soviet Union where everything kind of all looked the same. I kind of feel that with a lot of the Marvel movies as well, which is a weird, like, I don't know if this is like meant to be a meta comment on that or it's just an accident, but... All of the Marvel movies have this weirdly uniform design to them so that even though Doctor Strange's house is meant to be all kind of eclectic and wacky and a little bit Hogwartsy, it still has the same layout with the levels and where everything is as 
Tony Stark's apartment at the top of the Avengers Tower. Like everything kind of, like it looks like a weird conversation pit with a bar up on the like everything looks weirdly the same throughout the entire Marvel universe, which you know gets worse as things go along. Like it just becomes this homogeneity of design where of production design where everything eventually looks the same. And I don't know if whether that's making the world look like one cohesive place or making the world look like Soviet Russia, where everything looks the same. Um, no matter where you go, it's like, yeah, where that's that one guy, he designed all those buildings, so all those buildings look the same. Anyway, uh, it's all brutalist architecture gone wrong. Uh, so anyway, we're in the Time Variance Authority. Like we, It starts off, they've dragged Loki to uh, where there have been more victims of the other Loki, who we still don't see because they're in a hood. And my first thought um, was, oh, it's going to be a lady Loki. And I was very, very disappointed to find out that I was right. Um, Because, you know, I kind of want my theories to be wrong, so I'm surprised by things. Like, my uh, my fiancé and I have been watching... Uh, Grace and Frankie uh, episodes, like, you know, like whole seasons in a day. Because um, <laughs> they're only half an hour. And whenever I guess something in Grace and Frankie, I'll be like, ah, oh, I bet that's this thing. And they'll have that as a, you know, a potential thing that they go, oh, the, one of them in the show will say, oh, this is probably what happened. And then you'll be completely surprised by the actual turn of events. And I'm like, oh, that's what I want from storytelling. Because we've all gotten so smart uh, as, as you know, purveyors of content, as consumers. We've, we've seen all the stories play out a thousand times. So when the people in a writer's room go, yeah, yeah, no, that was that is a normal thing that would happen. We need to address that because that's what people will be expecting. And then we need to deliver the surprise. So, I feel like the surprises in this are not many. The, the, there is a good one right at the start of the episode. Uh, so, they go to, it looks like they're, you know, in some sort of medieval times, but then there's people in runners and jumpers and you're like, oh no, they're in 1985. It's a Renaissance fair or Renaissance fair as the Americans say. I'm very Australian. We lean on the renaissance, mate. Oh, it was a bloody renaissance. (laughs) Um, So, I may be the only person who says it like that. (laughs) It's a renaissance. It's it's a renaissance. How did she get in this? Uh, So, they go there uh, and then Loki has this whole idea of what's really going on. and in reality, he has no idea. He's he's just bulldusting. Um, <laughs> so he they go back to the Time Variance Authority, and he looks through some papers, finds something about Ragnarok. So then we get a recap of that last Thor movie uh, and the destruction of Asgard, which upsets Loki, and Tom Hiddleston gets to have a little moment. Um, and then he realizes, oh my god the variant is hiding out in apocalypses. So, they test this theory by going to Pompeii and doing various things that would normally disrupt the timeline, but because it's in the middle of an apocalypse, nothing changes on the the 
the great and holy timeline. Is it called holy? No, it's the sacred timeline. <laughs> the great and holy timeline. Anyway, going to Pompeii is the moment I think a lot of people have gone, okay, there was a weird Time Lords vibe going on with the Time Variance Authority and it was not, you know, we we felt a bit Doctor Who-y about it, but it was fine. It was just kind of a surface thing. Then you go to Pompeii uh, as the big, you know, disaster thing. And this, this is where we start to go, maybe this is more Doctor Who than we thought it was. Because, I mean, the the... Obviously, the Tenth Doctor and Donna went to Pompeii in an episode where they met Peter Capaldi <laughs> before he became the Doctor. Um, it's a whole thing. Uh, and also, Captain Jack, when we first meet him in that two-parter uh, with, um, uh, which is the Empty Child and the Doctor dances with Christopher Eccleston, he talks about Volcano Day, where you can go to the these disaster places and steal all the stuff and no one knows that it's stolen because there's a disaster and everyone assumes that it was destroyed. So there is this weird kind of, it feels like they're treading the same ground uh, <laughs> to the point where uh, when we were watching it, my friend was like, he goes, who writes this? Is it one of the Doctor Who writers? Because like, this feels very Doctor Who. And I'm like, yeah, this this is actually kind of a Doctor Who storyline, really, going to a disaster and doing stuff and then finding out that it's not affecting history. Um, so, yeah, that that is kind of one of the correlations between them. Anyway, uh, this episode's big moment that they've spent 46 minutes uh, fannying about not looking for <laughs> uh, is finding out that this Loki is indeed a woman uh, who doesn't want to be called Loki. Um Anyway, they they go to another disaster, which is um, a, a hurricane destroys like a Walmart, but it's the it's the Marvel Universe version. Roxon, um, and I think Roxon, I remember from the comics, was a company run by the Red Skull. In I think it was in the the first Ed Brubaker run on uh, Captain America, which also introduced the Winter Soldier for the first time. Um, I'm, I could be wrong. Roxxon might have existed prior to that. But anyway, it's this weird, you know, multinational company run by the Red Skull. In He's decided to use <laughs> capitalism to, <laughs> to further his own ends in the end. Uh, so, yeah, it's, Roxxon is like just this generic company in the Marvel Universe. And it's a Roxmart or whatever it's called. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's like a Walmart, but their own made up brand. And so they're there. It's going to be destroyed. This is the apocalypse where the other Loki is hiding out. We find out she's a woman. She takes over, uh, Wumni Masaku's character, who I think is just named, all of the time variants people are named letters and numbers. Um, it's, you know, like the, like the stormtroopers in the JJ Abrams version of, of Star Wars. Uh, Anyway, that's our big reveal. Loki's a woman. Um, and she goes through a door and the other Loki follows it. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.